Hello, my friends. Okay. I got to get real with you for a little bit before we <laughs> before we dig into our topic for this podcast today. Um, since we are all about being authentic and genuine to who we are and the things that are important to us, I got to just share a few things with you because if I didn't share them, I wouldn't be practicing what I'm preaching here. And that 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 sucks. <laughs> so I just got to share some things. If you've been following me for a little while, um, and I know that some of you have been in my circle for over a year, um, you'll know that I used to um, work only with Christian entrepreneurs and serve Christian women because that's who I am and that's who I focused on. Um, and this year, I kind of made the decision to change that. I tried to broaden out a little bit and focus less on the Christian space and more just entrepreneurs in general. Um, and to be honest, I've been feeling very convicted about that over the last several weeks, maybe month or so. Um, really just feeling like, actually, that's not really my space. Um, that I should be true to the fact that I am a faith-based person. I have a Christian belief and that's something that is very important to me. Um, and it's something that's important to so many other people too. When I have been in conversation with other Christian entrepreneurs, it's so important for them as well to be partnering with other Christians. And that's something that I guess that's important to me too, and something that I had just kind of pushed aside and forgotten about. Um, so anyway, long story short, I've been on a bit of a journey, <laughs> and I realized that I really, I need to be true to myself. I need to get back to those core values of mine and be more open about my faith in my business and to make that a pillar of what I do. So. With that being said, this is 100% still a marketing podcast. <laughs> Nothing is changing there. We are still here to talk about selling yourself online, to um, talk about your copy and your marketing and all of that, because that is my jam. That is what I love. And that is what we are here for. <laughs> but there will be more faith stuff infused in this because that's important to me. That's the things that I'm thinking about as I'm working out how to sell myself and how to show up well. I'm thinking about what is what is God's plan for this? How does this fit into his purpose? Um, how do these things honor my morals and my, my values? Does this thing align with the Bible? All of these questions go through my head, and I'm sure they go through your head too, if you are also a Christian entrepreneur. And so I want to be able to talk about that. So there will be a more faith chat in this podcast, <laughs> but it is 100% still marketing. So don't you worry about that. We're not changing that up on you. <laughs> so I just needed to share that with you to let you know that that's just been on my heart. That's where I'm headed. Um, and that's just what feels like the most right to me. It feels peaceful. It feels good. And I hope that that also feels peaceful and good to you. And if not, no worries. Like, no offense taken. If this is suddenly no longer your thing, <laughs> that's all good. Um, but I hope that it is your thing and that you'll stick around and, and enjoy this new phase of um, 
a faith-infused marketing podcast. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, um, I am going to be spending a lot of time in my Facebook group. It's changing around a little bit. It is all Christian entrepreneurs as well. So you are welcome to join me in that space. It's called Authentic Christian Entrepreneurs. You'll find it on Facebook. Um, there'll be a link in the show notes as well. If you want to just save yourself time searching, then just go click on the link. It'll take you there. Um, so I would invite you to that space so that we can be Christian business owners together and work on how to market ourselves well in a way that is grounded in biblical principles and the foundation of our faith, but is still profitable and still makes us money because we are still entrepreneurs at the end of the day. We have that desire to build something that is going to be successful, that's going to make money. Um, and I believe that we can use that money for good. So we should absolutely be making money as Christians so that we can use that money for God's purposes, for good purposes in the world. So anyway, if you want more of that chat, come to my Facebook group and we can fellowship together and work on business things together. And of course, work on your marketing and your copywriting and all of that good stuff there too, because that's me. That's what I'm there for. So um, anyway, I just wanted to share that with you because it's just been on my heart and I really wanted to make sure that I'm authentic, right? That's what this is about. This is about being genuine and it would not be, I would not be setting a good example of how to market a business authentically if I didn't open up about these things. So <laughs> there's a lesson <laughs> for you, an example in how to do this um, and how to share these things with your audience. Okay, so now we're going to put that aside <laughs> and we're going to get into the focus of today's episode, which is all about sales calls. Some people love them and live by them. Some people dread them and fear them. Some people don't want to do them. <laughs> I was one of those people. I, I don't love sales calls, I'll be honest, but they have been very good for me. And they're like, when I was focusing exclusively on um, copywriting work, that was how I um, got all of my clients was through sales calls. So we are going to talk about how to do sales calls well so that you can show up, you can feel confident on that call, you feel like you are in control, and you feel like you can nail it so that you can put your best self out there and see what happens. So without any more delays or chat, let's jump into this topic. Are you trying to make money online, but just feel like you're spinning your wheels? Maybe you followed all the sales strategies out there, but none of them felt good to you. So you end up right back where you started, trying to build momentum in your business. <laughs> I've been there, done that, and now I'm here to help you through it. I'm Sarah, copywriter, storyteller, and writing coach to Christian women entrepreneurs. I spent the first two years of my business trying to show up in all the places and do everything everyone else told me to. But when I looked back, I noticed that the thing which actually got me clients was showing up as myself, sharing my thoughts, my mission, and my story. It was using the skills God blessed me with. I realized that sales doesn't have to feel gross. I could create a business filled with peace and excitement that felt like my business. There's no one right way to sell yourself. 
there's just what God calls you to. It's time to raise your voice and stop letting the world tell you how to run your business. You get to create a marketing strategy that feels great and brings home the cash. Join me as we dive into authentic communication, easy copywriting, and marketing strategies that are God-led and in total alignment with your values. So grab a coffee and let's get started. Sales calls, such a hot topic. (laughs) Everyone has an opinion about sales calls, whether you should do them or not do them, all the things. Um, And to be honest, it's totally up to you, right? If you like being on calls with people and you thrive best when you're having conversations, then maybe sales calls are perfect for you um, because you get to showcase your, the best version of yourself, right? Um, and sales calls are also super useful if you are selling things that are more high ticket, more expensive. So things that are typically over, I would say, like two or three thousand dollars if that's the kind of price point that your packages are or services are at then sometimes sales calls are really beneficial just so that you can go through all those details and help people with any fears or objections that they might have um all of that good stuff and if you are still just a i say still gosh as if that's a bad thing if you are a service based entrepreneur so you're not selling like coaching or um packages or products if you are like a service person um and you're selling like a a partnership with your time for example like copywriting or um web design those kinds of things sales calls are going to be probably pretty essential for you because you need to know that you're a good fit to work together the relationship is typically on ongoing long term there's lots of custom components to what you're doing it's not like you're just selling the same thing over and over and over again so sales calls are going to be part of your wheelhouse so let's talk today there's lots of reasons that people need to go on sales calls so let's talk today about how to do them well so that you don't need to be in this stressy scary place before you show up on one so i have i have done sales calls a lot in my business Um, more so for when I was doing copywriting private work for people so actually doing outsource work for people I would not start a single project without getting on a call with people that were potentially interested to learn about the project the things that they were needing done Um, and so we could just kind of talk a little bit about what that relationship could look like so I've done a lot of sales calls and almost all of them like obviously not every single call is going to turn into a client because not every relationship is going to be the right relationship but from from memory there's only been a few that have not turned into clients for me so i've i've had very good success on my sales calls with these with people with clients for copywriting work so i had to think about the um common factors the things that were important to me during those calls the things that I would focus on the things that I would do or not do um so I've come up with these six tips for you to give you some guidance on your sales calls so if you are (laughs) someone that's just 
like looking to improve them or if you really, really hate sales calls, but you know you have to do them, then use these tips to guide this process for you so you can feel a little bit more comfortable when you're on that call. So step number one, before you do anything, before you get on the call, before you do anything, I want you to pray about this call. Now, it doesn't need to be super long. You would literally just take two minutes before you hop on the call and just pray and just like lift it up to God and be like, okay, if this is going to work, if this is a good relationship that you have for me, then have this feel good and let this be something that is easy to me. And if this is not something that you want me to pursue, let me know. <laughs> Tell me, give me a sign, give me that feeling in my gut that says that this is not a good project or a good relationship to pursue. Always just pray for that call um, because it's going to give you that peace of mind that you've handed it over um, and that God is going to be there with you in that call to walk through it with you and to be there with you. So it's very comforting, even if you don't get that immediate gut feeling, maybe it comes days later, but just to have that comfort knowing that you've, you've lifted it up to God and he will be there with you. So step number one, pray about your call. Okay, tip number two, do some research on the person that you're about to hop on a call with. This is especially important if you are, again, in more project-based work, like service-based businesses. Um, but even if you are selling coaching packages, do a little bit of research on the person you're hopping a call on. Now, this doesn't need to be like super, super stalker, right? Like you're not the FBI. You don't need to go dig into like everything that has ever they've ever done in their life in their business. But have a look. Do they have a website? Like, can you find them on Google if you search their name or their business name? Do they have a social media profile? Can you just have a quick scroll and see what kind of things they are talking about or what their business area is? Um, what kind of things are important to them? Do a little bit of research. It goes such a long way on calls to be able to um, be talking with the person on the other end and say, oh, I saw you posted um, about this topic recently. I thought that was a really interesting post. Um, I'd love to talk more about that idea. Um, or if you are doing some project-based work, like if you're a web designer, go have a little nosy at their website and see what it currently looks like so that you can give them some positives. And you also already kind of know what needs work, right? So you can say, look, I had a look at your website and I love this idea that you've got going on. I love what you're going for. I also know that if we just tweak these one or two things, you could you know, up your conversion rate or um, you'd get found better on Google, whatever it is, you know, having a little bit of research about that person is going to show that you care about them, that you're interested and invested in them as a person and as a business. And it's going to show you off as someone that is very professional because you've taken the time in advance of the call to just do a little bit of research into who they are. This can take like five minutes, by the way. It does not need to take long. Like I would never spend more than five or 10 minutes at most doing this research portion, right? Don't break your back over it. Just have a quick scroll. Sometimes it's just 30 seconds before I get on a call with someone, but just do a little bit of research <laughs> just so that you've got something that you can share with them that shows that you've put effort into this call and that you care about this and you care about them. Okay, tip number three. Focus on connecting with the person on the other end of the call. Okay, this one 
is so important and it's so easy to forget. We get so wrapped up um, in sales calls being like we put all this pressure on them, right? It's all about the sale. We have to earn the money. We have to get the thing. We have to get them to say yes. You forget sometimes they're just another person trying to run their business, trying to make the best decisions for themselves. And the best decision might be you, but the best decision might not be. And that's also okay. But focus on just connecting and building an actual real relationship with the person on the other end of the call. They're still a human being, okay? Don't treat them like a number. Don't treat them like sales call number five of the week. They're not sales call number five. They're Mr. Mr. Whoever, right? Like Mrs. Whoever. They're a person, okay? So let that be your focus. Always start your sales call just with some casual conversation. Like get to know who they are a little bit. Ask them what they've been up to, uh, if they've gone on any cool vacations recently or, you know, what's been going on, how their summer's been or how their how their fall is going, you know, whatever season you're in, you know, ask them, just ask them some questions and just get to know them as a person. It's going to break the ice. It's going to make you both feel more comfortable as well, by the way. And it's going to take that pressure off because now you're both just focused on that relationship, right? You're just focused on making that connection and being a human being, talking to another human being. So it goes a long way. It's super, super important. So do not forget about this when you go on these calls. Okay, tip number, where are we at? Tip number four, let go of the outcome and allow yourself to just get curious. So this is, again, about remembering that the person on the other end of the call is a person just trying to make the right decision for their business. And you might not be the right decision for them. So just allow yourself, first of all, to just embrace that. Embrace the fact that you might not be the right fit for them. And that's okay. Because you're going to be the perfect fit for so many other people. Okay. But just allow yourself to get curious. Like, go in with an attitude of, if I'm the right person for them, this is going to be amazing. And if I'm not the right person, I want to know as much as I can about them so I can find the right person for them. Having that attitude of curiosity and excitement about the call is going to, again, it's going to take the pressure off of needing that yes, because you don't want a yes from someone that is going to be a terrible person to work with. This is something I <laughs> did not realize soon enough in my um, business journey. There have been clients that I worked with that have been absolutely like nightmare horrific, but I was just so excited and so focused on getting the client, getting the yes, that I didn't really think about any of the red flags. I didn't really think about anything that would get in the way of this being a good relationship. And it was terrible. <laughs> like my worst client experience where they canceled the project on me because they they weren't happy with anything that I was doing um and it was terrible they wouldn't and they they were terrible communicators with me to be fair as well like everything around like I did things wrong they did things wrong the whole thing was a bit of a disaster but it could have been avoided if I wasn't so focused on getting that yes from them I felt so much pressure because this was I think this was maybe my first client or very early days for sure and I was just so focused on making the sale and getting that money that 
In hindsight, I should 100% have passed the project up to someone else that would have been better for them. But I did not because I wanted the yes. So don't put yourself in that position, (laughs) okay? Don't let yourself work with clients that are just going to make your life miserable. And that's what the sales call is about. This is these are as much about you figuring out if these people are right to work with as as it is about them figuring out if you're the right person to hire. It goes both ways. So just let go of that outcome. Don't feel like you need to walk away with a yes and allow yourself to just be curious about whether this is a good fit and a good relationship for the work or the coaching or whatever it is. It's going to save you a lot of pain if you take that approach. Okay, tip number five, and this is a really big one. Not enough people do this. I think this is kind of controversial because a lot of people will say, will give you the opposite advice to this. And I don't agree with them. So tip number five, don't feel pressured to quote on the call. You are not obligated to give away your price on the call if you don't want to, if that doesn't feel right to you. There are so many coaches out there that will tell you that they've got their like sales call structure and they've got their scripts and they'll tell you, this is how you're going to open and then you're going to do this and then you're going to do this and then you're going to tell them the price and then you're going to do your your objections and then you're going to have your yes. And it's like, okay. First of all, that's very like regimented. (laughs) Not every person and not every call is going to go the same way. You can't script these calls. Please do not try and script your sales calls. You can like script a little introduction if you want to, you know, in terms of, you know, how you introduce yourself and what you do. You could definitely script that if you want to. But you're far better just, again, having a genuine conversation. But anyway, all of these people will tell you, You have to give a quote on the call. You have to price. You have to say what your price is. And then you can have a conversation about it. Now, if you are going on sales calls for something that's a fixed price, so say you have a coaching package and it's $5,000 and it's a set price, the number doesn't change, maybe you, you tell them that price on the call, right? Maybe because it's not something that needs to change. It's just that's what the price is. They take it or they leave it, right? But if you are, again, getting back to like more service-based entrepreneurs, people that are, if you're doing like projects or maybe even if you do coaching, but you do custom coaching. So you tailor what you do to their needs. You don't have to, to give them a quote on the call straight away. I don't think, I think there's only ever been a couple of calls where I have given people quotes right then and there. A lot of times I will take notes. I will recap to them everything that we've talked about. So I would say, for example, okay, we're going to, so we're looking to do this project and this project, and you would like to consider doing this thing and that thing. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get off this call. I'm going to go take a look at how long this would take me to do. And then I'm going to give you a quote for what this work is going to cost. I'll send it to you via email with all the details so that you can review it on your own time and you can let me know what you think. That's typically how I would approach pricing in a sales call. That's something along the lines of what I would say. And then that's exactly what I would do. So I would get off the call. I would write down everything 
that they were needing me to work on. And I would give it a quote. I would add it all up based on the length of time that it would take and the hourly rate that I kind of base my work on. Um, I'd give them the quote in an email with all those details to just recap everything and then tell them to let me know what they think. And then I would sometimes give them pricing options so they don't need to pay it all up front, right? They could pay in two parts or three parts or monthly, depending on how long the project was going to go on for. Like I would give them options. And then I would just leave that email alone for a few days and let them think. And almost every single time they come back straight away, like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. Let's do this. (laughs) Sometimes they want to maybe negotiate a little bit and we can talk about how to, you know, get it more budget friendly for them. But that's a separate conversation. Point is, you don't need to quote on the call if that doesn't feel comfortable to you or that doesn't feel right and easy to do. So especially if you're dealing with stuff that is not a fixed price, don't feel pressure to scramble in the moment and try and do all the math and add it all up right then and there. Just say, I will get back to you today or tomorrow with a quote and we'll continue the conversation via email. Something like that, okay? So this is just some reassurance to you (laughs) because I think this is the biggest thing that everybody gets super, super worked up by on a sales call is the idea of actually having to close the sale on the call. You don't have to close the sale on the call if you don't, if that doesn't feel right. You can close the sale via email (laughs) after the call or via messenger or however you are communicating with the person. The sale the sale doesn't need to be closed right then and there. You can continue the conversation. And oftentimes that's better because now you have a dialogue. You're going back and forth. You didn't just have a call that they've forgotten about and moved on from, right? You've got this back and forth dialogue that you can keep that you can continue with. Okay. So, tip number 5, a little bit a little bit controversial, I'm sure for some people, but you do not have to quote on the call if you don't want to. Okay, last tip, tip number six. And this is just a more general um, tip, another approach to your call. Don't pretend to be someone that you're not. That sounds super cliche, I know, but it is so important. Again, you are on a sales call to build a relationship with a person or to see if you can build a relationship with that person, right? Um, You're trying to see if you're a good fit, a good match to work together, if the person is a good fit for your coaching program, if you're the right coach for them. There's lots of things that the two of you on your call are trying to figure out. And if you are showing up trying to be way more professional than you are, or way more casual than you are, or whatever it is, It's giving a false impression. And then when you get to actually working together, you're not going to show up that way all of the time, right? You've put you put on your sales call face and then you go to work together and you don't have your sales call face on. And they might just be like, oh, (laughs) who are you? What is this? This you're so different. So it's so important on your sales call to just show up as yourself. Now, obviously, it is a it is a call that you're trying to get money from a person so you need to be professional right don't be like so casual to the point where you're you don't look like a competent business owner but if you're the kind of person that is more laid back 
then allow yourself to be laid back in these calls. Don't feel like you have to turn yourself into like corporate interview world for a sales call. Because if you're not Mr. Corporate Interview World, right, if you are not the person that loves the suit and tie, the fancy power dress in, you know, in the corporate office, chances are you're not going to get along with the types of clients that want people that are like that, right? Like, I am not a corporate person. I hate corporate things. I would never work for a big company that would require me to be a corporate person because I would lose my mind. That's why I quit my job. That's why I decided to become a business owner. So I never needed to wear the power suit ever again because I hate them. Like, that's my thing. I did not want to be this, like, corporate professional robot. But if you are that corporate professional personality and you love that and that's that's who you are, then show up like that because then you're going to you're going to gel with the people that like that about you. Right. And that's what this whole sales call process is. It's a discovery to see if the two of you are compatible for a business relationship. Okay, it's like dating. Okay, but you show up as as yourself, but you show up as the best version of yourself. Right. So don't like be be like lazy about how you show up, but be yourself. (laughs) It's the most important thing for your sales call. Okay. Let's do a quick recap of these six tips for your next sales call. Number one, make sure that you pray before you get on any call just to make sure that it is in God's hands and that you're partnering with him even on these calls. Number two, do a little bit of research on the person before you hop on a call with them just so that you know who they are and what they do. Number three, focus on connecting with the person first and foremost like this is this is you trying to see if this is going to be a relationship that can go forward number 4 let go of the outcome and just allow yourself to get curious about the relationship number 5 don't feel pressured to quote on the call if it doesn't feel right to you you can totally just do that in an email afterwards and number 6 don't pretend to be someone that you are not you are Far better just being yourself and allowing yourself to just shine on your call. Okay, I hope these tips are helpful for you for your next sales call. I hope they give you some confidence um, and just that encouragement to show up in a way that feels less pressured and feels more exciting to you um, so that you can do well on these calls, nail them. And if it's a yes, amazing. And if it's a no, also amazing. That means that you don't have to torture yourself with a client that isn't going to be a good fit for you. It's a win-win. That's how you need to look at these. It's a win if you get the client. It's a win if you don't. (laughs) So um, I hope that this is useful for you and I will chat with you very soon. I'll see you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, if it blessed you or encouraged you in some way, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. This is the only way I know you're actually liking the show. Plus, I love getting to hear from you and every message brings me so much joy. If you want to master your messaging, serve your audience well, and start thriving in your business, you're invited to my Facebook community, Authentic Christian Entrepreneurs. Come and hang out with us as we all work together to create marketing plans that honor God and make us money. Head to sarahbeisel.com community to join.
And if you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to sarahbeisel.com slash work with me to learn about my coaching courses and program. See you next time.